All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Another packed week in our world. Maybe not gangbang packed, but still a lot going on, including Brian's birthday celebration and some hot wife fun for me, which we're going to talk about shortly. First, we want to say a very big thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. We know that we have a lot of newer folks to the lifestyle listening to the show because you reach out and tell us as much. And many of you are also asking, where can we go to meet other lifestylers? And we always recommend Cassidy.com. It has simple features and great security, making it easy for you to just focus on connecting and chatting with people that make sense for you. And listeners of our show can try it free for 30 days. When you go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of our homepage, you're going to get 30 days of all of the Cassidy features, including access to their communities, of which we have two. One is Front Porch Swingers, where we talk about podcasts and event news. And the other is Vegas Hotwives, which is much more of a regional community. And there are tons of other communities for you to check out there as well to immerse yourself in the lifestyle. Again, head to frontportswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage today. So... As mentioned, you did not have a gangbang for your birthday, but we got so much feedback from my birthday gangbang, it was insane. I felt like that's all we did all week was field conversation in our DMs and an email about our gangbang episode. So apparently people fucking loved it. Yeah, I'm glad they did. Don't expect one again anytime soon because (laughs) it's a fucking full-time job organizing a gangbang. Anyone who doesn't think so has never tried to do so. You literally had 12... To 15 messages also asking you to set up a gangbang for people, which you were more than willing to share some of your thoughts and ideas with people, but to actually set one up for another person, fuck no. I can't imagine how you would fit it into your day. No, it's, listen, it's a lot of work. I applaud anyone who is attempting to do it or has actually successfully or moderately successfully pulled it off. Happy to share with you what I did and and how I made it work, but I am not interested in being the (laughs) gangbang organizer. There are plenty of folks out there I think that do that and probably do it pretty damn well you should chat with those those people yeah there are people that do it as their career and it's also nice to know that if you ever needed a backup career you could organize gangbangs for a living yeah it would be miserable but sure (laughs) yeah I guess I could you'd be in hell every day but you would uh, be making money so (laughs) yeah there are some great services out there where people actually help you organize gangbangs so just throwing that out there but in addition to that because of the gangbang it kind of opened up this conversation within our telegram group about reverse gangbangs and it has planted this seed that is going to sprout and i truly want to participate in a reverse gangbang yeah that doesn't surprise me at all because you know you have this thirst for newness i mean that's something unique right i mean how many reverse gangbangs are there really I don't know. Maybe it's more common than we think. Maybe. We were also talking about the guy who is the single gentleman, the one solo person that is a male in this situation, has to be on their fucking A game. I mean, this has to be a very special individual. Yeah. I mean, listen, I have been very fortunate in my life to have had 
sex and play with a l- multiple women at the same time, that is not easy to pull off by any stretch of the imagination. How many women have you been with at the same time? Uh, three. And that's a lot because, listen, you and I just had a threesome for my birthday with our amazing friend, Nicole, which we have not done in two years. And I want everyone to, to enjoy themselves. So I am concentrating on making sure that equal amount of attention is being paid to everyone. And that will start to get in your head because, you know, did I show this person enough attention? Did I go down on this person long enough? Did I, all of these things start to become factors. And, you know, you're talking about like you had six guys, six women. I I, I mean, I I cannot imagine how I would even keep track of that. Like my ADD would be off the chart. I know you well enough to know you'd have a spreadsheet going in your head of like, well, I I went down on this woman for this amount of time. And then I fucked this woman for two minutes minutes but she should have gotten four minutes (laughs) it would be a fucking nightmare for you and that's what i'm saying this guy would have to have the mental acuity to not let that fuck with him right but also it would have to be someone with like lasting power someone that can stay hard through a lot of different scenarios going on all at the same time and we also talked about i think it only really works or i should say it works best if the women have some bisexual interests as well Uh, for sure that that would be certainly be helpful if they're kind of fluffing each other if you you will yeah. in between. Well, and the interesting thing is like if you were to have a gangbang, like if I had put you uh, together with six bisexual dudes, guys, man, we're different. We just start sucking cock. Like it would <laughs> just start happening. And for some, somehow I think with six bisexual guys, you might get lost in the shuffle. Oh, I totally would. You know, and actually what would have happened is you would have started to just kind of watch is probably what would have ended up happening. Knowing me personally, you I absolutely personally would, would have, have just become a voyeur. Yep, so, I would have sat on the couch and just watched and took in all of it. I would have fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's like the largest difference between a room full of bisexual dudes and bisexual women when there is actually another person in the room. So I don't know. I have nothing but the utmost respect for anyone who attempts to put this together in any and all combinations. I can tell you that trying to put it together here in Vegas single guys it's like hurting fucking mosquitoes here yeah. so good luck and uh, i wish you the best yeah brian will not be partaking in the vetting and organization of your gang bang. no i will uh, respect and admire it from a distance i'm not <laughs> interested in trying to be involved send us the erotica afterwards and let us know how it went <laughs> yeah i'm ha- happy to hear about it happy to talk about it so as mentioned you did not have a gangbang for your birthday but no. we did have three days of celebration really well one of them was kind of a day of work but it ended up being an awesome night yeah. And that was your actual birthday. Yeah, we had our first Vegas event on my birthday, which was fucking tremendous. Everyone that was there, thank you so much. It was really amazing. I got some amazing gifts. People definitely listened to the show. They brought me bourbon and whiskey and scotch, and it was outstanding. Yeah, you have and enough bourbon to get you drunk for like a year. Yeah, it's a lot of booze, which is awesome. <laughs> and we had some fucking amazing people there. And it's the kind of party we've wanted to host, and it worked out really well. I'm just, I'm looking forward to the next next one uh march 17th is going to be uh on saint patrick's day is our next event here it's going to be so fucking so amazing i can't wait i got a fucking hot green dress for the occasion too i'm very excited to wear it yeah i gotta figure out what i'm going to do for green i have no green clothing now, uh, who has green clothing i mean unless it's like Leprechauns, your favorite color 
I don't see a lot of people wearing green, but for St. Patrick's Day, I feel like you have to rock something green. Yeah, I have to figure it out. But I'm looking forward to it. If it's anything like the one we just experienced, it's going to be fucking awesome. So it was a great birthday for me from that perspective. It was amazing. Uh, And then the next day, you and I pretty much just fucked off and did everything like a 15-year-old or 12-year-old would do. I ate sugar. Crumble cookies for the first (laughs) time, which was a little bit life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And don't want to do it again anytime soon because they are fucking extra. Yeah, it's so, yeah, especially when you're not used to eating that kind of sugar and stuff man i felt like i don't even know what i felt like i was in a food coma is what i was in and then we went to an escape room because that's all you wanted to do for your yes, birthday i've been jonesing to go to an escape room i love that shit i'm a total fucking weirdo i guess but i love that <laughs> stuff uh and we did it very very well you really held your attention which you are not good at so we were trying to take bets ahead of time on how long i would be able to hold my attention in that environment and you were not giving me very much credit you well, said i would make it half the time well that's because we did a giant escape room here which is omega mart if you haven't been you really need to if you come to vegas and it takes a long time well some people say it takes like three hours or something even with you kind of running all over the place and dragging me from one place to another we managed to do it in under two hours but you gave up pretty early on yeah there was too much going on for me to fucking focus on a puzzle yeah that place is cool as hell it it has like slides inside of it and like a rope crawl thing well that's the problem with that place there's way too much to get your attention and you just couldn't focus yeah yeah this was different very much a legit escape room very fucking cool we did it in under 50 minutes which was pretty impressive and i was very helpful all 50 minutes you were super impressive and engaged (laughs) yes so my birthday was awesome and then we had a threesome with our amazing friend nicole which hadn't occurred to us but we hadn't done that with a female you and i since my birthday two years ago when we were with hannah Yes, it's been a really long time. And it was funny because I did feel like we were out of practice. Apparently, three psalms with two women and a guy, at least for us, is not like riding a bike because I felt very kind of clunky. I mean, it was still a very hot experience, but multiple times throughout that experience, I was like, what should I be doing? Where should I be going? Who should I be licking? Yeah, it got a little, yeah, for me, especially because, like I said, I'm trying to focus an equal amount of attention on everyone for, you know, both of you. And yeah, I was a little bit out of practice for that because in the past recent past when there's been multiple women for example or even men there's there's just a lot of people like we're in kind of a group at this point and so there was a lot of folks it wasn't like i was going to be responsible for showing everyone attention right you know i wasn't the center of attention by any means your level of responsibility was significantly less yes absolutely so yeah it was a really unique experience i enjoyed the shit out of it well Um, and what i really liked was obviously we got to play together i got to watch you which very rarely happens for us because we play solo so often so me being able to peer in and be the pervy little voyeur for a couple of minutes was phenomenal for me and then I left you guys alone and you played with just Nicole for a few minutes and I got to hear it from outside in the living room also super fucking hot also rarely happens so there was a lot of different moving parts and pieces to this threesome and of course we're going to talk about it on a future episode but yeah that was Nicole's birthday present to you. She even wore lingerie specifically for your birthday. Yeah, I don't want to give away what it was. I want to talk about it on the show. It was so fucking cool. Ne- yeah. I've never seen anything quite like that. And was what, a lot of fun. what a thoughtful, lovely woman for coming up with that idea for your birthday. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure she said that was Nick's idea. Oh, well, even better. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, you talk about a wingman. I mean, come on. 
Yeah, well, he really likes when his wife gets laid. He so. does. He really does. He <laughs> it's was one just of his favorite things. He was just as excited about it as I was, for sure. And, Maybe more so. And then Nicole leaves, and you and I are having sex again within like a half hour. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's but that's you know that's pretty much the norm. And I'm sure when she got home, so were they, based on the conversation we had. Because so that evening we met them for drinks. Yes. And he was very excited about the idea that we had that threesome, and it seemed like they probably benefited from it as well. Well, I hope so. That's the whole idea. Yeah, for sure. And knowing them, they did. Well, and that's another reason that I love playing with another couple because they understand those things about us too. So we can go out for drinks and talk about that kind of stuff and everyone understands it because you have two men that equally love their wives getting fucked by other people. Yeah, well, and of course they were at the event on my birthday also and you talk about a guy who was just in heaven because Nicole (laughs) was highly sought after and had a phenomenal time and he had this crazy smile on his face all night long it was like plastered on his face it was so fun to see every time i walked past i'm like doing okay he's like i'm doing fucking great (laughs) so yeah he had a blast good i'm so glad (laughs) yeah so yeah you got to appreciate that about the hot wife couples that's the that's the cool thing because you really do see like for me like you see the guys really excited about their wives enjoying themselves that's like the biggest thing for me yeah that compersion on such a large scale when it's a lot of people all experiencing this joy because their partners are having these phenomenal sexual experiences, there is something very intoxicating about that. Oh, there's no doubt. It is for me. It it also, I don't want to say it normalizes things for me, but it certainly makes me understand that I am not alone in this space. And that's kind of cool. You're a weirdo, but you're not a weirdo in that way. (laughs) Yeah, in that room, I am not weird at all. I am the norm. You are 100% the norm, yes. Yeah, for sure. So we have been obviously very busy with a lot of things going on. And as a result of that, we have decided we're going to take a little vacation. And, And once we decided to do this, it had occurred to us that we had not done that in a really long fucking time. So fucking long. You know, traveling and being on the road, you can't count that as a vacation. It wasn't anything like a vacation. We were doing all kinds of very cool stuff, but also working and continuing to do everything that we normally do, but we have just not been able to go someplace and disconnect. Even Podbash was nowhere near that for us. This time around, I think it's going to be a little bit different, a lot different in, in 2022 when we when we go back to Podbash. We've taken a lot of the responsibility off the plate, so we're going to have a much better fucking time, you and I personally. But yeah, we're going to go uh, party a little bit in Atlanta. Atlanta, which I've never spent any real time there. We drove through there on our way to and from Florida, but this will be my first chance to actually be in Georgia for any length of time. Yeah. So I'm really fucking excited about that. And we are going to the Splash Takeover happening June 2nd through the 5th. Yes. And I went to college there and lived there for almost five years. I had a fucking blast there, but I've not spent any real time there since uh, I left. So I'm looking fucking forward to it. Yeah. The folks that have taken over the Splash event reached out asked us to be part of it so we said sure we'll host some pool games we'll do friday and saturday at pool party and then you and i are just gonna fucking have a good time yeah i'm gonna dance my ass off we're gonna experience a little bit of the area because once again i've never been so i am really excited for this and if you guys want to join us we're gonna have a link in the show notes for you so you can click and get all of the information i think the coolest thing about this event is it's not outrageously expensive they really tried to make this an affordable event no not at all still in a four-star hotel yeah because there's a lot of events that are super cheap but they happen in like total dumps and that's not what this is this is a very affordable event that happens in a beautiful space yeah and it's going to be a lot of people so for us it's a little bit you know we're stepping outside of our comfort zone a little bit this is predominantly a kind of a couple centric event which is a little 
obviously strange for us, but we're trying to broaden our horizons a little. And this is going to be a great fucking time for us to hang out naked at the pool, uh, party with some folks that we know are going to be there that have already reached out to us and we can't wait to meet them. So yeah, check, if you want to check it out, if you're in the area and you have the opportunity, you certainly should do so. It should be a fucking phenomenal time. And we'll probably put something together, kind of a cocktail hour or something for the people that we're there with. I'm so excited. Me too. So <laughs> I want to talk about something that is very different than we usually talk about on the podcast, or at least it's not something we've talked about a lot lately. Because if you guys remember back, there was a point in our lives when we were talking about this a lot and you kind of were in a little bit of a poly dynamic or at least venturing down that road. Yeah. And we have, we kind of, I don't want to say we kind of, we fucking got away from it. We did. Because the experience that we had was not awesome due in large part to our own actions and behaviors and things that we had to learn along the way. But now it's kind of been being thrust back in my face a little bit because I have a gentleman that's reached out to me who listens to the show. He's probably listening right now. And he is a poly guy. He is not a lifestyler. He and his wife, he's a married guy, uh, both have had poly relationships he currently does not have a secondary partner but he's definitely interested in that and reached out after listening to the show very kind of interested in getting to know me I always find that interesting. Well, first of all, we we backed away for a, a measurable period of time from the conversation of Polly because it wasn't a great experience, as you mentioned, for any number of reasons, most of which were probably ours. But at the same time, I liken it to when we first had our first single gal experience. It was a which fucking was, train wreck. It was a disaster. <laughs> and for about a year and a half, I resisted the idea of playing with a single gal, you would bring it up. I'd be like, fuck that, not doing it, not doing that again. Don't want to go down that road again. Yeah, you say resisted. You literally would be like, don't even fucking bring it up. Yeah, <laughs> because not the first it. time was so bad. Yeah. And yeah, but then I think back on if I hadn't continued to prod you and pull you along into the dynamic we had with Hannah, we would have missed out on an amazing play partner and an amazing friendship. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I think there's some, there's some validity to what you're talking about, which is is yes, you have these train wreck experiences in the lifestyle, but if you let that dictate everything else that happens, are you missing out on things? Potentially. Yeah, I think so. Also, you know, we've said this many times and I firmly believe it. I think that our journey in consensual non-monogamy, I think it ends up in the poly space. I think it has to primarily because in my opinion, I would like to see you with someone closer to your age as I start to get older. Yes. And so how old is this gentleman? He's 38. Well, yeah, see, that makes perfect sense. He's, you know, I, I always thought around that 40-ish age range would be perfect. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. It depends on how you feel about it. I don't think it's a terrible idea. I know you're in a really slutty phase right now. You're just looking for dick everywhere. <laughs> so it's a little bit maybe out of the, the norm for you at the moment. But Well, we were talking about it a little bit this morning. And I will say this because I kind of had this realization that hit me out of nowhere this morning. I am in a slutty phase. I love experiencing new things with new people. And I am not looking to change that right now. I also think that that's my safe space, which a lot of people aren't going to understand. But me being able to just fuck people and not have to worry about pumping in emotional energy and worrying about somebody else's feelings on a consistent basis and trying to fit them into our lives from a time perspective, that's easy for me. Yeah. And if I have to do it 
more on the poly end of the spectrum, all of a sudden it seems more complicated. And I'm not sure that I'm at a place right now where I have the bandwidth to do that. So that's really what I'm trying to decide and what I'm working through and what you and I need to talk more about. I'm not opposed to it. I'm just not sure if this right now is the right time for me because the reality is I just had my 32nd birthday. My sex drive is the highest it has ever been in my entire life. And I am not willing to put anything that we're doing in the lifestyle on the back burner right now. Well, also, you, you what we're going to talk about later uh, shortly is the uh, the experience you just had with a single gentleman, and you conveyed to me that you think this could be a regular play partner for you. You certainly have interest in that being the case. So, yeah, I mean, where does all of this fit in? And then, of course, at the same time, it's like, well, if we know this is kind of where we end up, and it's certainly on the radar in terms of poly, does it not make sense for you to potentially meet someone to see if there's even chemistry or a real interest or how you really feel when you're in front of this person and having these conversations? Like like you said, with the Hannah situation, you never know until you try. If had we not gone down that road again of single women, we would never have met her, and she's an amazing friend. So then the question becomes, though, I have four free hours in a week. Am I going to spend four free hours with a gentleman potentially developing a relationship or am I going to have a couple of play sessions right now in my head I'm like of course I would go for the play sessions why would I not well sure because that's largely what fuels us in this space and what excites me from a personal perspective as well right so yeah there's a lot to be considered I mean I don't know it's fucking confusing it's this is the tip of the iceberg of conversation that needs to happen around this but I thought we'd bring it up because you guys as in our listeners reach out about this a lot and I do think there are a lot of lifestylers who kind of ride the line between swinging and poly and we have been in that world for a long time where we skirt that line yeah and we have now been in contact with a lot more folks who are lifestylers, but are, as you mentioned, in that kind of poly space, they either have as a couple, they have a girlfriend or as a couple, they have another couple that they're now playing exclusively with. And they're, you know, they're toying with the idea of being only with those people. And we have a triad coming to pod bash that they're very much in the lifestyle as a triad. The three of them play with other people, but they are in a relationship. Yeah. And we know a triad here locally that are friends. Yep. So, and they all have very different relationship dynamics outside of that triad. So there's a lot of components, but I think to your point, it's really, I mean, it's time management. That's, you know, you're talking about getting into another relationship. There's a commitment that's that's involved there. That sounds tiring. Is that just me being lazy or is that realistic? <laughs> no, I don't think it's lazy. I think it's, you know, looking at everything we're doing in totality. I mean, listen, let, let's be really specific. For someone to get involved with either you or me, There are a lot of fucking components those people are going to have to wrap their heads around. Not the least of which is that we do a lot of travel now, especially because we're hosting events in different cities and different states. Then you take that and you add that to our friend circle. And we do a lot of things with our friends here locally. That takes up a lot of our time and we like that. And then we have, you know, kind of regular play partners in Nick and Nicole. We see them very routinely. All of that stuff has to be considered. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I don't know where, I don't know what that looks like. I do believe that that's where we, we end up, that we end up in poly at some point. I just don't know when. I'm tired just talking about it. So I guess that that probably says a lot, but we'll see where things go from here. So yeah, it's worth the conversation. So on to something much less complicated, (laughs) which is singled guys. And we have to get to single guy tip of the week. Yeah, I don't know how much less complicated it is, but this particular single guy tip of the week, I I think is pretty, it's pretty definitive. 
right? When it comes to the behavior and mannerisms of single guys and what really works and and what doesn't to some degree. Well, you know? it's especially evident when you're in person because obviously we're hosting events now. We go to quite a few events and we see a lot of behavior right in our faces. And it's had us talking a lot about what makes for a very successful single guy in that environment and what makes for maybe not as successful a single guy. Yeah. So to put this into clearer terms, for example, there were two gentlemen that stand out to me that were at our event, two single gentlemen. They were both very attractive. One of them certainly could easily have walked off the cover of GQ. No one would have questioned it. So fucking hot. Ridiculously attractive guy. The other, equally attractive, and but very different. Both of them, very different levels of kind of identity. And their appearance was different, but equally attractive. One of them had a spectacular personality. I mean, he was friendly and affable from the minute he walked in the fucking door and everyone in the room was attracted to this guy. People were gravitating towards him. It yes. was really interesting to watch. You could literally see people's heads turning yes. from the other side of the room to look at him, which part of it was he was attractive. He was very well dressed. Very well dressed. But even more than that, it was the fact that he was so gregarious and so easy for people to like. Well, very easy to talk to as well, both for the men and the women in the room. And so he was very popular, obviously, very sought after. The other gentleman, fucking crazy good looking, crazy good looking. One of the hottest men I've ever seen. Yeah. Listen, this guy is absolutely, if he's not a model, he fucking should be. And unfortunately, he's painfully shy. Yes. Very introverted, had very little to say. Now, he was communicating with some of the other, I think it was predominantly single men in the room. But I got to tell you, I don't know that he was with that he played with anybody because I saw him pretty routinely throughout the night. And the difference between the two of them is simply how you engage. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting to talk about in this situation is introverts versus extroverts. Yeah. Obviously, if you are an extroverted person, you have a big personality, you are automatically going to be more successful in these environments. And therefore, if you are an introverted person who's not quite as comfortable starting a conversation, I think you really have to work on putting yourself out there and yes. faking it till you make it. Even if it's not your comfort zone, push yourself out there just enough that you can start a meaningful conversation and get the ball rolling. Yeah. And listen, to, to, just to be clear, also, the gentleman that we're talking about who was very shy, this is the second event he's been to with us. He came to our meet and greet, and he was very quiet and introverted there as well. And everyone wanted to meet him, but he didn't say anything to anybody. He was really only talking to you, particularly. And what's interesting is, you know, listen, I say this all the time, closed mouths don't get fed. In this space, closed mouths don't get laid either. And if you really want to be successful, you're a single dude, and you've got a lot going for you, like you know, you're sharp, you've got a great job, you've got something to talk about, you're well-dressed, you're attractive, you need to talk to people. Yeah, and I always recommend if you are shy going into these environments, have two or three conversation points kind of prepared ahead of time. Not that you need to like rehearse this and have it be a super robotic thing, but have three open-ended questions that you can ask other people at that event so that you can get the conversation started. Even if it's just as simple as, you know, oh, you're from Vegas. What's your favorite thing about being here? What's your favorite thing about traveling here? Yeah, where's your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite bar? What's your favorite hangout? Anything. Yeah. You just got to get the ball rolling because 
just because you are the most attractive guy in the room, a lot of times does not mean you're going to be the most successful. Well, I also stand by that very, very attractive people are sometimes at a detriment that not everyone understands because I have found myself intimidated to go up to the most attractive person in the room. I assume they're not going to be interested in me. And if I get a super shy response back for them or not a super warm one, I immediately duck and and run because I'm like, well, they're not interested. Yeah, absolutely. If you're super attractive and you're quiet, just know that that's how it comes across, that you're intimidating to people. There's no question. And this guy has that ability, no doubt about it. If someone were to approach him and he was kind of, you know, not so much standoffish, but really that kind of painful shyness that doesn't even give him the opportunity to have a cogent conversation, you're going to get the impression that he's just aloof, not interested or or otherwise stuck up and, you know, and you're going to miss out, which is unfortunate. I don't know if he's uh, completely heterosexual, but uh, we probably, I need to find out because he's really fucking good looking. <laughs> you want to so, ask him out? <laughs> I'm, I, listen, I, I'll totally talk to him. I, I didn't have the opportunity because I was so busy, but yeah, I mean, this is a guy who could really be a, an intricate part of the scene wherever he is in terms of the lifestyle just doesn't seem to have that, you know, the gift of gab necessarily, or maybe it's an odd uh, lack of confidence uh, that comes from somewhere. But you put two guys in a room, equally attractive, equally well-dressed, you know, all things considered equal, and you give one a better personality and and the art of the conversation, that guy is going to be successful. I would argue even way less attractive men who have a great personality and are able to make people laugh are typically more successful at these events than the most attractive man in the room if he's not uh, if he doesn't have a great personality no there's no doubt but all things considered equal and one of them has a better personality and well, is just course. you that know goes sense saying. of humor and listen you're going to be well ahead of the curve and a guy like that all he needs to do is just find his voice Well, I'm going to be talking about a guy today who has really found his voice in the lifestyle. This is an experienced guy who knows his way around a hot wife encounter. And that, coupled with his amazing personality, resulted in a night to remember. I am still buzzing from this experience. I am still giddy about the idea of seeing him again, which is fucking cool. It's it's very fun to be in this position. So I'm really excited to share all of those details with you guys. But first, we want to say a thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. I started taking Athletic Greens a long time ago. Why? Because I wanted more energy, I wanted better gut health, and certainly I wanted a more optimized immune system. I am not a fan of taking pills or choking down horse pills or vitamins. I wanted something that was easy, something I could carry with me, something I could take every day, and that tasted really good. I've now been on Athletic Greens for at least 10 months, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super Super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste, as I said, and I actually look forward to taking it every morning. Athletic Greens benefits my lifestyle because I'm super active, I'm very busy, and it's easy for me to take in the morning. It's also easy for me to stick in a travel kit or inside of a suitcase, take it on the road with me. It goes everywhere. I take Athletic Greens everywhere that I travel. It's the one thing that's a constant in my suitcase. Athletic Greens is lifestyle friendly, so whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it's a good fit for your lifestyle. And the best part is it costs you less than $3 a day, so you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and for good reason. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient 
daily nutrition, especially heading into cold and flu season. It's just one single scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is, is visit athleticgreens.com FPS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com FPS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This episode of FPS is brought to you by Promescent. As people who spend a lot of time in our bedroom, we are connoisseurs when it comes to bedroom wellness products. We've tried a lot of them and we keep coming back to Promescent over and over again because we know that they produce the best quality products you can find on the market. Whether you're looking for condoms, lubes, or their flagship product, the Delay Spray, you know that you can have peace of mind because their products are made with the best quality ingredients and they're doctor recommended. And in addition to that, you can get discounts by getting one of their bundle packages. For example, their performance pack includes Vitaflux for men and women and a bottle of their flagship Delay Spray. Or if you want to amp up the sexy bedroom playtime a little bit, you can check out their Pleasure Pack, which also includes the Delay Spray with Permescence Arousal gel to enhance the pleasure for both him and her. So find all of their bundle packs today at promescent.com. That is P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com or just check out all of their amazing products. We know that you're going to love them as much as we do. A reminder for you guys, we have events coming up and we are so excited about our next Las Vegas Hot Wives party, which is happening March 17th, which is St. Patrick's Day, of course, right here in Las Vegas. We're doing that in conjunction with Playhouse LV again. So if you came out the first time, you're not going to want to miss this. If you missed us last time, you're also going to want to make sure you're there. And you can find tickets at members.frontporchswingers.com. Yeah. Also, Denver, folks. Denver is coming up. We have the Hot Wives of Las Vegas on the 17th of March and the Hot Wives of Denver on the 19th of March. Yes, it's going to be a crazy travel month. You are not going to want to miss the Denver party if you are in that area or plan to be. It is going to be spectacular at an amazing estate with an amazing number of awesome people. Again, members.frontporchswingers.com is where you find all that information. We look forward to seeing you all there. So as mentioned, I am thrilled to tell this story. I am thrilled at the impact that this experience has had on you and I because it was fucking hot. And I think it goes without saying, but any time that I have an off the charts hot experience, it always benefits us on a different level. And so we're going to talk about all that today, but I'm also going to talk about why I'm so excited about this guy because I think it's yet another single guy tip of the week that will help single guys who are trying to get into this space. Well, you, first of all, were excited to meet him because or see him again because we had the opportunity to meet him for drinks prior to your gangbang. I think the gangbang was Thursday. We met him on Tuesday for drinks. At his request, he thought it would be a good idea for us to meet. Which I fucking loved because I think the way that he put it to you was the chemistry will be easier and it won't be quite as awkward if I have the opportunity to kind of sit across from Brenna and chat with her first. Right. Very, you know, I mean, really intuitive. I mean, he gets it, obviously. He's He's a seasoned lifestyle guy who gets it. And that's a certain level of effort as well, because there are a lot of guys who I think the idea of a gangbang is attractive to them because they don't have to put in the effort of really getting to know the woman ahead of time and courting her or anything like that. But the fact that he was willing to meet us, requested to meet us ahead of time, met us out. And I'll say the first time he met us, he was very impressive. 
Yeah, well, to begin with, he showed up early, which is a huge fucking plus, yes. right? He actually said, I left early because I didn't know where I was going and wanted to make sure I got here on time. That's a big deal, especially since you know we've had experiences where guys are 20, 30, 45 minutes late. Yeah, which a lot of people had a lot of feedback on that when we were talking about that gentleman, by the way. Yeah. Apparently, I was totally justified in telling him to fuck off. So. Absolutely. <laughs> 45 minutes is out of the question, especially when the whole thing started the way it did. But this guy shows up. He's early, not just on time, but early. He is super friendly, big smile on his face, like almost like he couldn't wait to get there and meet us. Yes, and we had such good conversation. It was not very flirtatious for the most part. It was a lot of us talking about what he does for work and he has a very interesting hobby. He's a total foodie. So he was talking to us about the places in town that he loves to go. And it was like talking to an old friend. It was just so comfortable. Yeah. Normally throughout the course of a conversation like that, I will get up and excuse myself for a few minutes so that you and whoever this gentleman is at the time can kind of talk and see if there's any chemistry without me there. And it's a little less awkward. I didn't even have a chance to do that because we just were talking to him like we were old friends. We got lost. It was great. Yeah. Talking there, about food and restaurants and bars and stuff that he frequents. It, it, we just got lost in it. There was one point when you went to use the restroom and that's when he took the opportunity to tell me that he was very interested, that obviously he finds me attractive and he was excited to be at the gangbang, which I would have loved for him to be there. That I loved that too. He took those couple of minutes of private time to really just express his interest and let me know where his head was at. It was very mature. It was very forward without being creepy. I loved it. Yeah. And then, of course, you get the part where he wasn't able to make the gangbang. We, of course, do not require uh, a note from your mom <laughs> or, you know, your doctor or whatever if you can't make it to meet us. This guy went out of his way the day early in the morning, the day of the gangbang. He and I were kind of corresponding, and I was reaching out to everyone early that was supposed to be involved. He reached out to me right away, got right back to me, can't wait, looking so forward to it. And it was a couple hours later that he contacted me with a picture. It was timestamped. He had run into an issue. He was not going to be able to make it. And I, I was disappointed because I genuinely wanted to see him there, and I know you did too. But he took the, the effort and the time to do the right thing, to reach out, to make it clear what had happened, and to send a, a picture that really kind of encapsulated the whole situation. And I thought it was really fucking impressive of him. Well, it's such a bummer that he felt the need to do that. But yeah. I mean, honestly, we've had so many weird excuses over time for why people are flaking on us that it does make you think, like, even if it's 100% legit, there's always this thought in the back of my mind of like, are you full of shit? Right. And so... I loved that he sent a photo. He certainly didn't have to. He wasn't obligated to. But the fact that he took the time to do that made me realize that he was even a step above where I thought he was. This is a guy who fucking gets it. Yeah, because that was not a comfortable photo for him to take by any means. It was very vulnerable. He did not have to do it. And it was very cool of him to do that. And he made it clear how disappointed he was, but absolutely wanted to make it up to you particularly. Yes, I was so excited to see him again after that. And we've made plans very quickly. It was only a few days after the gangbang that I wanted to have him over to the house. And I let you know, obviously, that that was going to be happening so that you could make yourself scarce. And I invited him over. Not only was he on time, but he told me that he doesn't live 
super close to us. No. So he left early and sat in a parking lot a few minutes away so that he could make sure that he was on time, which I fucking loved. Yeah, again, it's the little things. And when I say little, that's not that little, especially when you're going to show up 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes late. That is just not okay. And for him to, to go through the trouble of leaving early and giving himself enough time, that's that's a big fucking deal. That's really conscientious. So he comes to the our place and I invite him in and I pour us each a drink and we sit in the living room and we're just chatting. And this is when I really started to get to know him on a lifestyle basis, because like I said, you and I had the chance to talk to him about friendly shit, but we were not talking about his lifestyle experience. No. And when we were sitting just the two of us and having that conversation, he made it very evident that he is a very experienced guy. He went through all of the different dynamics that he's been involved in he's done gangbangs he's done threesomes he's done foursomes he had a partner for a while where he was a you know a partnered person in the lifestyle exploring so this is a guy who has really immersed himself in non-monogamy and has a lot to show for in terms of his skills and ability to communicate and that was it was awesome because obviously i was already attracted to him i was already impressed by things that had happened in the past but then to know that he understood what this meant to me and to you, it's like it all just came together perfectly. Yeah, we say it all the time. You know, you're not just kind of, you know, if, especially if you're a single guy getting into the hot wife space, you're affecting a lot of other people potentially. Yeah. You're talking about a couple, first of all, and then if there are children involved or, you know, whatever the case may be, there are a lot of other factors. And for someone to take the time to not only understand that, but act upon it, you know, that's a, a really big deal. So we're sitting in the living room. He's explaining all of this to me. And he, the way that he's saying it to me, he's looking me right in the eye. And there's immediately kind of this fire going back and forth between us. And I don't experience that all the time. A lot of times it takes me taking my clothes off and getting into a sexual situation for right. me to be like, oh, I really want to be naked with this person. I'm excited about this. That was not the case here. We are both clothed, sitting in the living room. We're not talking about having sex with each other yet. And already I'm like, I want to fuck this guy. I want this guy's cock bad. Yeah. And I'll say this. I was not entirely sure what this experience is going to be like for you, because while he's an awesome fucking guy and I really enjoy talking with him and meeting him, his personality was very easygoing, wasn't super assertive. At least I didn't get that impression when we were talking. And that's more or less what you you care for. That's that's your that would be your choice. I like alpha men. Yeah. And so I wasn't entirely sure how this was going to go. And so I was I obviously left and went out and, and uh, had a drink at a local place that we like to hang out where we know everybody and just sitting there bullshitting with the bartender, of course. And the entire time I'm thinking, huh, I wonder how this is going to go. <laughs> I'm wondering how this is going, of course, as the night goes Let's on. Let's be real. You were afraid I was going to chew this guy up and spit him out because he was so chill and so relaxed that I easily could have. Well, also, let's not forget, the last experience wasn't great when we uh, did this. We had somebody over. The guy was 45 fucking minutes late. It was a train wreck. And I was afraid that you were going to have another terrible experience. So I was concerned about it and just patiently waiting to hear from you. And when I didn't for a length of time, that's when I realized it must have been going well. <laughs> So anyway, because there's this heat going back and forth between us, but neither of us are saying anything at first, right? There's all of this energy and I can tell that he wants to fuck me by the way he's looking at me, but we're not saying 
saying it. And finally, I fucking love this. He broke the ice and was like, I think it's pretty clear we both want to see each other naked tonight, right? <laughs> and I was like, yes. Yes, we do. And he's like, perfect. And use that as a transition to start talking about what we wanted to do in the bedroom, which how fucking mature, how few guys are able to say that and verbalize what they want in the bedroom when they're not in the bedroom. Yeah. And also not putting all the pressure on you to make that decision and doing it in a thoughtful way. Yes. In fact, the way that he started it was, I would love to hear from you some of the things that you would like to see happen tonight. Is it okay with you if I also communicate some of the things that I would really like to have happen? Right. And I was like, absolutely. And I was so excited to have that conversation with him. And basically, the only thing I said was, you're probably not going to hurt me. So don't feel like you can't kind of throw me around and we can be a little rough if that's your thing. If it's not your thing, that's totally okay too. Stay away from my ass because that's something that I reserve for people that I'm very comfortable with. And aside from that, let's just have fun. Oh, I did say don't come in my hair either. But those are pretty much my only guidelines for him. And he provided a couple of things that he wanted me to do. One of them was to sit on his face, which I don't love doing no no that's not your go-to okay so as we're talking about it in the living room i'm like i don't really want to fucking sit on your face but i guess we'll see we'll see how it goes you know so we get into the bedroom together because after that i said i i want to have sex with you so we get into the bedroom i take off my dress and i had a piece of lingerie under my dress and he's completely clothed still and he starts just kind of touching me and kissing on me a little bit and this is where i felt his energy shift because up to this point while he had been kind of a with his communication, his energy was so laid back that I had the same concern that you did, that this was going to be a situation where I was going to have to dictate everything and I was going to be kind of pulling him along through this experience. That is not what happened. Well, even when we first met him, while he was he was certainly not shy. He's very outgoing, was very easy to talk to, started the conversation and and really kind of engaged with, with little effort at all. I wasn't concerned that there wouldn't be kind of, it wouldn't be a good time for you in terms of the communication. I just wasn't sure if physically you guys were going to hit it off because I, I kind of got the impression he was a little bit less than dominant. So I, I really wasn't sure what that meant for you. Well, he's not dominant. Let me let me make that very explicitly clear here. This is not a dominant man, but he is a very sexually confident man. Right. He is somebody who is very sure of his skills. He understands how to get a woman where they want to be. And he has a lot of pride in what he does with his body. Right. So I think that kind of sums up our time together perfectly. And that'll help everyone, including you, understand what I'm saying. Because this was not a guy who walked in and grabbed me and, you know, made out with me and threw me on the bed. It wasn't that at all. It was a sexual confidence that just exuded from him throughout the entire time. Right. So we're making out with each other. And on multiple occasions, including right as we get into this entire experience, he says to me, this is really about your pleasure. I want to make sure you are 100% pleasured. I want to make sure you have the most amazing time tonight. So whatever you need to tell me as far as how to touch you and how to interact with your body, that's what I want to do. Once again, how many fucking guys have the knowledge and the ability to say that? Well, that's a big deal because like for me, I don't, if you're not having a good time with the person I'm with isn't having a good time, I'm certainly not going to. Right. That's important. 
Yeah, but I think it was more than that for him. I truly feel like he fed off of my pleasure. So I'll provide an example. He is still completely clothed and he wants to go down on me. So I lay down on my back and at first I'm kind of propping myself up to look at him and he stops licking me to say to me, if you want to just lay back and relax and enjoy, I would love to treat you. I was like, holy fuck, that's, that's impressive. Hot. Again, assertive, confident, but not necessarily dominant, right? Right. So I'm like, fuck yes. Yeah. So I just lay back. I close my eyes. I start playing with my tits, kind of pinching on my nipples a little bit. He is licking my pussy lips, and then he starts licking my clit. And he's also paying attention to all of my noises because as soon as he starts licking the right way on my clit, the way that just drives me crazy and makes my leg kind of shake a little bit, I moan loud. Loudly, and then he knows, okay, perfect. This is where I need to hone right. in. And so he does. He's just licking my pussy. And then he very slowly starts using one finger to circle around my pussy lips while he's licking my clit, which was amazing. It felt like fucking lightning bolts on my pussy lips because they were so sensitive in that moment. Yeah, you get sensitive really quickly. Oh my God, I loved it. So then he starts very slowly fingering me as he's still licking my clit, sticks one finger in just a little bit and I'm moaning and I'm writhing and he stops licking my pussy every once in a while to say things to me like, oh, I love that I'm making you feel good right now or like how good does that feel? Just getting a lot of verbal motivation from me, I guess, a lot of- affirmation that what he's doing is working and i fucking loved that too so then he starts fingering me a little bit more vigorously and licking me like crazy and i came so hard i literally it felt like an out-of-body experience because once again i had all of this build up in the living room then we're making out then he's licking my pussy like it is his last fucking meal and fingering me like crazy and i just came and uh, I don't, I can't even describe it. It was like a little bit of a blackout moment for me. So he's still dressed at this point. Completely dressed, yes. So after he makes me come, earth shatteringly, I tell him that I want to return the favor. And he's like, absolutely. But he starts slowly undressing. And this became very sensual. So he's unbuttoning his shirt and he's unbuttoning his pants and he gets off the bed and I'm kind of like rubbing on his arms and his legs while he's undressing and I'm running my fingers up his chest. He has just this tiny little bit of hair on his chest and I'm running my fingers through it and he's making these lovely moaning noises while I'm doing it and eventually he's naked and his beautiful cock is out and we had I had remarked on his cock ahead of time because he did have one cock pic on his profile and I knew it was going to be fantastic but the picture doesn't do it justice it rarely does (laughs) it is such a nice cock it's perfect it's not gigantic but it's a large Large cock and it's thick, very, very thick. So I was just so excited to get my mouth on this thing. <laughs> no one is surprised. But I continue with kind of the sensual motion. So I ask him to lay down. He agrees. I start kind of kissing on his neck and then I kiss down to his chest. And then I kind of licked a little bit around his cock until I'm at his cock. Uh, and I also asked if he liked his balls being played with. And he said, absolutely. So I very lightly licked on his balls before I started licking on his shaft. And then 
I got his cock just a little wet so that I could use my hand to run up and down his shaft while I was using my tongue to flick at his tip. And it was driving him fucking crazy. He's already moaning and he's reaching down and kind of grabbing my hair a little bit and just telling me how good it feels. This entire thing was very verbal, which I love because I'm a very verbal person, as I'm sure you guys can fucking tell by the fact that I now podcast for a living. Right. So I like to talk and I like when people talk back to me and being able to communicate throughout this session was part of what made it on a different level of sexiness to me. Well, he's also, a, he's a good communicator. Like I said, when we first met him, he was very easy to talk to. It was, it was as if we were old friends. There was no weird, awkward, you know, silent moments. You know, it was just a very smooth conversation. So he's just a confident guy in general. So I continued to lick his cock and then I start sucking on his cock and I told him as I was getting ready to kind of sink my mouth down on him, feel free to give me instruction, tell me what you like. And he's like, I absolutely will. And I start sucking on his cock and he's like, I don't think you're going to need any instruction. I think this is going to be just fine, <laughs> which of course I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you think so. Cause you know, I'm, I'm a little cocky about my, or my cock sucking skills. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm cocky about sucking cock. I'm sure he was enjoying himself. There's no question. Yeah. <laughs> so that went on for quite a while. And then I wanted to fuck him, of course. Right. So I tell him I want to ride his cock. I get a condom and I put it on him, which I also thought was very sexy. Yeah. And I kind of straddle him and I start sinking myself onto his delicious fucking cock. And this was hot because, once again, this is a guy who's not necessarily dominant, but he's very confident in what he's doing. And this is something that very few men have done while I'm riding them. Instead of, like, bouncing me up and down on his cock, which is what a lot of guys want to do, which I don't particularly love. I'm on top for a reason. Right. I want to control the pace. I want to decide how deep I am. So I think that's a mistake that guys should not necessarily assume that you want that. Right. Instead of doing that, he starts running his hands up and down my entire body. He starts at my shoulders. He runs his fingertips all the way down my back. So he's kind of matching my rhythm without dictating it. Does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. Instead of dictating the pace, he's just kind of letting you set the pace. He's matching me where I want to be rather than trying to force where he wants to be. Yeah, exactly. And that was fucking hot to me because I do think that that takes a certain level of sexual knowledge to be able to not just buck from the bottom or grab onto your hips, to be able to understand that by kind of matching your rhythm and then also providing an additional sensation of running his fingers all up and down my body. It felt amazing. And he knew exactly what he was doing. Well, it I also mean, takes discipline. It, it absolutely does. But I look down at him at one point as he's running his fingers up and down me and I'm bouncing my ass off his cock. And I can tell by the look on his face that he knows what he's doing to me. He knows how good this feels. Of course. And I loved that too. It just motivated me even more to then provide him with additional st stimulation and sensation. So at one point, I kind of lean down. I'm whispering naughty things in his ear. Then I start kissing on his neck right by his ear and moaning in his ear as I continue to just ride his cock like crazy. And I came very hard and I squirted a little bit and it was fucking phenomenal. And of course, he remarks on the wetness and he's like, that's fucking hot, which I always like because especially when you're with a new partner not that I ever think that you should be embarrassed of squirting but there's that split second that runs through your mind of like is this guy gonna freak out yeah some guys are not 
familiar with it or it hasn't happened to them or they just don't understand it. And it can definitely throw somebody off their game. So for him to be like, oh, that's so hot. I love that you, you know, were so wet on me. It immediately made me feel more comfortable. And then I was just confident. I kind of got off of him and I was sauntering a little bit. I cleaned myself up just super fast. And that's when he's like, I really want you to sit on my face. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I don't typically like this. This is not my thing. It is not my favorite. I get weird about it. I start overthinking things. I got big, thick thighs. Am I going to squeeze your fucking face? If I come too hard, am I going to squirt all over you and drown you? I mean, all of these things start going through my head. Not a single one of them did in that moment. And I think the reason for that was because he and I had such a great sexual chemistry up to that point. I mean, he could have asked me to do just about fucking anything and I would have at least considered it. Yeah. I mean, when you're in a situation like that where it's super comfortable, all of your inhibitions and normal kind of weird idiosyncrasies kind of just go away. Yeah, they certainly did. So I am riding his face and I'm facing his feet. Okay. So he's laying on our bed with his back towards the wall, like towards the headboard. And I am on his face facing away from him. Does that make sense? Yeah. So okay. you're basically reverse cowgirl on his face. Yes, exactly. And for a while there, I'm just kind of feeling on my tits and I'm just writing his face a little bit. And he kind of pulls himself away from my thighs enough to say, no, you should like ride my face. And I was like, okay. So then I get down almost like I'm on all fours and I literally start grinding into his mouth. Again, not something I would normally ever fucking do. No, not your comfort zone. And I am just into it. I am feeling it so hard. Every once in a while, I'm using one of my hands to just reach up and grab onto my tit and I'm coming. I think I came at least twice while I was riding his face. And then I started sucking his cock. I fucking hate 69. That night I didn't. I was yeah. very happy to be in 69. He is continuing to lick my pussy. I lean down. I am choking on his cock. I have tears streaming down my face and I didn't come while I was in 69 position with him, but it was very pleasurable, which is also not the norm for me. Yeah, also not your happy place. That's not. That's just not your your go to. No, it's not. And so we stopped that after a while. And he said he wanted to fuck me again. So he gets another condom. I get on my back. He gets on top of me, and he is entering me and he's looking at me with this look of joy on his face like he was truly excited to be fucking me again which i do think was part of it i like that once again those feelings of affirmation like i like to know that you're excited to be there with me that you're right. into it we can exchange energy back and forth which just makes the sex that much better yeah, it's not just exercise no he wanted his cock inside of me and i fucking loved that and so he's fucking me on top and he gets a little bit more aggressive in at this point like he grabbed onto each of my wrists at one point but then he immediately went back to kind of holding my hands like fingers laced but they're on the bed and he's right. almost using my hands to propel himself on uh, into and out of me if that makes any sense yeah. and that was very very hot that lasted for quite a while i came again and at this point my legs are shaking my head is foggy i am lost in the sex hormones like you would not believe in fact i don't even remember how we went from that to how we finished i know there was something in between that but i was so foggy and so overcome with just sexual pleasure that i don't remember it I'm not surprised. I, I I know because when I got back, you were 
you are in a different space. <laughs> so it ended with me sucking his cock again. He did not come. He made it clear ahead of time that that may not be something that would happen. It takes him usually a couple of hours. And a lot of times it happens when he's alone, which I totally understood and respected and wasn't going to be weird about because he wasn't weird about it. Right. But I did enjoy just kind of sucking his cock to finish the evening. I was running my hands up and down his thighs because I knew from the way he touched me that he kind of appreciated some of that more sensual touch and he's moaning and he's laughing and he's looking down at me and the other thing i'll say about this entire experience is i'm giggling throughout this whole thing so which is always a good sign for you there's one moment when i'm sucking his cock and he looks up at me and is just beaming and i start giggling with his cock in my mouth and yeah to me that says i'm having a fucking blast this is a fun time for me and you as my sexual partner for the moment are making this enjoyable yeah if you're not giggling or in some way awkward then you're just not enjoying yourself (laughs) in some way awkward thanks thanks for that well it's true it's true if you're not falling off the bed or doing something silly i didn't do that but there was a lot of giggling going on (laughs) yeah i'm sure uh so it pretty well ended with us just laying on the bed next to each other still continuing to touch and the other thing that i loved is right after we finish sex he says to me i'm not presumptuous enough to think that i've earned a second time with you but i would love to if that is something that you're interested in i fucking love that because it did not make it seem as if oh i know i was so good that you're gonna want to see me again it wasn't cocky it wasn't arrogant it was just It was forward without being any of those other negative things. Well, once again, though, it also takes a lot of the pressure off of you as his partner at that moment, because if at some point, for whatever reason, you don't necessarily want to, he's already laid the groundwork. Like he's he's not going to be butthurt over. He gets it. Yeah. You know, a lot of maturity in that. And of course, I told him I really want to see you again. And we had this very brief, but in my opinion, meaningful conversation about you and about how you and I were going to reconnect afterwards. He was asking questions about what that looks like for us. And he said, you know, one of the reasons I love hot wives and being welcomed into this dynamic is because I then get to go home and think about what you're doing after I've left and how I've helped kind of fuel things. That is the first time a guy has ever said that. Never heard that before. Never. And to me, that says that screams of experience. Yeah. Like I said, once I realized that a, a certain amount of time had passed and you were probably enjoying yourself, that's when I'm thinking, okay, so what's happening and what is it going to be like when we reconnect? Because when you text me and said, hey, just finishing up, come on home, Right away, I'm like, okay, it sounds like something happened, but I'm still a little gun shy because the last time it wasn't awesome. And so I w- it really was like 50-50 in my mind how well this went. And so I get back, you're still in the bedroom. I'm, you know, I, I was in the living room and you weren't coming out, which tells me you're still on, still in bed. Basically, you're still on the bed. I still had the lights going. I still had the sound, the music going, yeah. the whole thing. So I knew, so I walked in, of course, and you're laying there. It clearly looks like you had been fucked. And <laughs> hard. <laughs> yeah. You were just waiting for me, which of course always gives me anxiety because now I have to get my clothes off. I have to neatly put them on the, on the chair and try to get, you know, do it as quickly as possible. But, you like know, hot and 
anxiety? Well, kind of, but it's also like, you know, I really wanted to get undressed and do this thing right. But, you know, now I got to kind of undress quickly. Just like throw the, that shit off. Throw it on the ground. Yeah. And, you know, I don't do that. <laughs> so then, of course, I get in uh, in the bedroom and you are voracious. Oh, my God. So, I wanted you so fucking bad. I was ready to claw at you. Yeah. We did not talk at all about what the experience was like, but we don't have to because I know in that moment it was really good. Yes. And you squirted all fucking over me while you were riding my cock the same way you were riding his cock. Yes. Well, a little different because you were sitting up with yeah, your I was back upright, on the yeah. wall, which does tend to make me squirt more if I'm going to squirt because yeah. the angle is better. But yeah, I loved that. I love that I got to squirt all over two cocks while I was riding them in the same evening. That was very, it was new for me. I don't think that's ever happened. And it was fucking exciting. Well, yeah. And what it did was just, it told me just how amazing that experience was for you, which is why we do what we do. So when something like that happens, obviously we just want to replicate it. The other way that I know that this was a huge success is I am dying to fuck him again. Right. There have been experiences where it's like, well, that was hot, but I'm not rushing to invite this person over again. Right. This is a situation where as soon as schedules align, I want this man's cock again. Yeah, and, and I want you to fuck the guy again because I know what's going to happen afterwards. And we've been talking about it since it happened. You've asked me a couple of times, when are you going to have him back over? Which yeah. tells me that you're excited about it just, maybe not just as much as me, but you're excited about it too. Yeah, for sure. Because it was absolutely a great experience all the way around. That's, you know, there are few and far between that are that exceptional. Oh my God. It was amazing. Everything about this was great. This is a guy who is experienced, respectful, confident, very consensual. I didn't explain throughout the situation, but there were multiple times where he was asking me, is this okay? Can I touch you here? Can I do this? Which I find so fucking sexy. I just loved everything. I don't have a single critique. Well, it's just it's just a high sexual IQ. I mean, we talk about that a lot. And he has a great cock and he's hot. So Yeah, and there's that. <laughs> so yeah, th none of those things hurt. But yeah, yeah, it was obvious to me that it was an exceptional experience for you just based on how you and I reconnected. And when there's no conversation, like after you have a session and then we get back together and there's no conversation other than just get in here and fuck me. That's <laughs> Take your how, pants yeah, off. That's how I know things have gone really fucking well. Yeah, you know? I agree. I mean, that says it all without saying anything, really. <laughs> We talked a little bit about this experience in more depth on our most recent bonus episode, which will be available tomorrow. So if you guys want to hear more about it, as well as the event that we just had on Thursday, we talk about that in a lot more detail. We would love for you guys to check out our Patreon community because bonus episodes are a exclusive bonus that we offer for members of our Patreon community. And we want to say a very big thank you to the newest members who this week are Lacey, Steve, and SW11900. Thank you guys so much for jumping on board with us. We also have things like our Telegram group, our naughty Snapchat, and episodes of Sex on Your Terms, which are all available only for our Patreon members. So you can find all of that info at patreon.com slash frontporchswingers. Make sure you check out the naughtier stuff at onlyfans.com slash frontporchswingers. I've had so much fun developing content with some local creators as well as solo stuff on there that you can see. So check that out. And you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers, Instagram at FPS Pod Media, TikTok at Front Porch Swingers, and YouTube at Front Porch Swingers. Yes, we are everywhere at Front Porch Swingers. And don't forget, Podbash is afoot.
Oh, yes, it's going to be big. And we would love for you to find all of that information at podbashevent.com. We're very excited for potentially some new podcasts to be jumping on board yes. with us this week, too. Yeah, uh, look forward to that. We are not going to divulge who that might be, but we are going to talk to some folks who just might be uh, joining us this year. Lots of fun stuff coming up, and we're not stopping there. We have a lot of action going on in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, we're going to be sharing it with you guys because that's what we do. And until then, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.